0: Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. The coronavirus has made the world stand still, if only for a little while. But life must go on, and when it does, what will it look like? I've been wondering that myself lately as I try to view the world of my daughter who's enrolled in college. She like so many other college students are in a bit of a quandary. College education has ceased in some places and gone exclusively online in others. From a dollars and cents perspective, why pay full price for something when you're not getting the full value? If you are the parent of a college student, no doubt you know what I mean and as all this is happening. An old debate comes to mind. Should college education be free? Some people say that free education is the future of college education. I'm going to share both sides of that argument,
1: add to this message, and offer an opinion of my own. Stay tuned. Recruitment marketing, as compared to maybe employer branding, is all about getting your message and your story in front of the right audience. It's a lot to manage and what Practive Talent does for our clients is we help centralize so you have one partner, one vendor to help you manage all those relationships. And not only that, we help you track the effectiveness of every media dollar you spend on hiring so that you know in real time that you're getting the greatest ROI for your marketing investment to attract great talent into your company. We help our clients with recruitment marketing in a couple of ways. One is a recruitment marketing strategy. And with that, we really take the time to help you build the right strategy. And then we get mutual approval on that strategy before you spend a single dime. The other way we do this is through our agency of record service. This is a partnership with you where we're able to reach out to publishers on your behalf to negotiate better pricing, to execute on media campaigns uh, and really act as an extension of your team Some of the benefits that our clients have seen, working with Practic Talents, recruitment marketing services, is an overall reduction of 30% cost per applicant. That's really significant. It's showing that we're able to leverage great technology, programmatic, and we're also flexible and scalable. We're platform agnostic. We're always gonna use whatever the greatest and latest technology is, whatever the best platforms are to help create efficiencies in your media purchasing so that you're always on the cutting edge. For more information on Proactive Talent, visit them online at
0: ProactiveTalent.com or click the link in the podcast description. There is a raging debate going on right now over big tuition refunds. Students want their money back or at least some of it. On the other hand, colleges say that the transition to online classes has not changed their regular expenses. The website Quartz wrote a long article about it, and here are some quotes reflecting both arguments. First, the student point of view. The coronavirus pandemic has sent students at residential colleges careening back to their families' homes, and they want their money back. Zoom University is not worth $50,000 a year, one New York University student declared in a petition for a partial tuition refund that has so far accumulated more than 11,600 signatures. The NYU appeal is just one among a wave of petitions and lawsuits demanding partial refunds for the spring semester as students argue that the cost of their education does not reflect the switch to online classes. Meanwhile, students and parents looking ahead to the possibility that online learning will continue into the fall semester are wondering whether they'll get their money's worth from tuition a question that's gained urgency as record U.S. unemployment levels force families to reevaluate their spending. It's perfectly logical that students are up in arms about tuition. In the U.S., the average sticker price at a private college is $36,801 per year, while in-state rates for public universities average $10,116 a year. These amounts are meant to reflect the value of what's being taught, but also students' ability to experience in-person interactions with their professors and peers, not to mention things like evening programming and extracurricular activities. And research suggests that students tend to learn less from online classes than they do in face-to-face courses. And now let's hear the issue from the vantage point of college institutions. When we had to shift to online education, that shift saved us not one penny in salary costs said David Feldman, a professor of economics at the College of William and Mary and co-author of the 2010 book, Why Does College Cost So Much? Faculty salaries and benefits account for nearly a third of expenses at U.S. research schools, according to the National Center for Education Statistics. Amid the pandemic, professors are still teaching the same courses and their workloads have actually gone up as they rush to convert their classes to new online formats. Administrative and other non-teaching staff who make up more than half of college and university employees are still working too, with many mental health counselors, admission officers, and the like shifting their jobs to an online format. Meanwhile, Feldman says, colleges are spending more money to invest in technology that will allow students and faculty to meet online, and IT workers are putting in overtime to help faculty navigate online learning tools. As for the dorms, classrooms, gyms, and other facilities sitting empty, colleges still have to maintain the buildings and their campuses in order to have them ready for students when they do eventually open their doors again. When I read that article, it reminded me of the free college debate. I heard the free college debate several times over the years. Most recently, I heard it from Bernie Sanders when he was running for president.
2: I believe that today, when we talk about Public education—it should include free tuition at public colleges and universities. That's what I believe, and why that is a revolutionary idea. My fa- parents, my dad came to this country from Poland, immigrated. He dropped out of high school. My mom never went to college. There are millions of kids in this country who, today, because of their economic circumstances. NEVER BELIEVE THEY'RE GOING TO BE ABLE TO MAKE IT TO COLLEGE. WHAT I WANT IS FOR EVERY CHILD IN AMERICA, REGARDLESS OF THE INCOME OF HIS OR HER FAMILY, TO KNOW THAT IF THEY STUDY HARD, TAKE SCHOOL SERIOUSLY, YES, THEY WILL BE ABLE TO GET A COLLEGE EDUCATION.
3: Well, so the movement, the Million Student March, um, is a movement for a more um, equitable and fair system of education as opposed to um, the really corporate model that we have right now. Uh, So the three core demands of the National Day of Action are free public college, a cancellation of student debt, and a $15 an hour minimum wage um, for people who work on the campus.
4: And how's that going to be paid?
3: Um, Great question. Uh, I mean, you know, so. I'm not sure if you're talking on like a national level or at particular schools, I can sort of touch on both. Um, at well, my if you university, wanted all North that Eastern stuff, university, university, someone
4: asked to pick up the tab, who would that be?
3: Um, the 1% of people in society that are hoarding um, the wealth and really sort of causing um, a catastrophe that students are facing. I mean, we have a, a relationship right now where 1% of the population owns more wealth than the 99% combined. All right, so um, if, the relationship... Kelly, if the 1%, if the 1%
4: just had their taxes raised a few years ago, back to almost 40%, then to pay for the healthcare yeah. world, they had them raised another few percentage points. Then they had their deductions right. limited to raise another couple points, where depending on the state or locality, they're, they're, they're pushing over about 40, 50% in taxes. How much higher do you think? How mm-hmm. much more do you think they should pay?
3: Um, I think enough until we have a system where not one in two American families are uh, threatened with poverty. So where I do think they that, go? That, um, Let's say if you
4: tax them, they're smart folks, these people, this, this, these 1% hoarders, right? So if they leave here, yeah. then who's gonna pay for all this stuff that you want?
3: If they leave... The country. Oh, um, I mean, there's always going to be a, a 1% in the U.S. Uh, the U.S. is like the bastion of, um, of capitalism and its success. And I think Do that, you think the 1% um, did...
4: could pay for all of this?
3: Absolutely. Uh, 85 people in the world hold more wealth than half of the global population. No, wait a minute. Are
4: we talking about 85 billionaires, or are you extending this to the 1%? or whomever who are not a little bit north of $250,000. At what level, Kelly, do you start saying you got to pay a hell of a lot more than you're paying now in taxes?
3: I mean, I think people earning, um, certainly people earning over a million dollars a year uh, should be contributing to How the much? wellness of society. If, it, if
4: it's 50% now, let's say it's around 50% with taxes, we used to have a top rate of 90%. You think we should get back to that?
3: Um, I mean, I think that eventually we will get back to that. I think and eventually. Are you okay with that? Um,
4: are, are some of your friends okay with that? Ab- Do some of them want to ab- be successful themselves and they'd be happy when they get to a level, maybe over 200000 250000 they start paying 90% of taxes on that? They'll be happy with that?
3: Abso- absolutely. I mean, I think that. Keely, people, come on. You're um, talking
4: to me here. Your friends are going to be happy getting to a point in their career when they could look outside and say, finally, I'm able to pay 90%
0: in taxes. As I said, not very convincing. I can see the issue, though, from both sides and will lay out arguments for free college education and arguments against free college education uh, right after this message from my sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Superpass, the go-to software for out-the-box content, websites, and mobile apps. With the Superpass platform, you can create your own branded website and native mobile apps to host your digital content, subscribers, and more. Do you have quality content that you want to share with the world in a beautiful and intuitive site? If so, then Superpass can provide the tech solution for you. Hold all your digital content in one place, your brand, your way. Check out superpass.app. That's S-U-P-A-P-A-S-S dot app. I wish I could take credit for the extensive research behind these arguments, but truth be told, I discovered them on the website procon.org. I will now repeat some of what I read there, arguments pro and con to free college tuition, and then end things with an opinion of my own. First, the pro-arguments for college tuition. (laughs) argument number one tuition free college will help decrease crippling student debt if tuition is free students will take on significantly fewer student loans student loan debt in United States exceeds 1.5 trillion dollars 44.2 million Americans have student loan debt and 10.7% of those borrowers are in default the average 2016 graduate owed 37,172 dollars in college loans Student loan debt has risen 130% since 2008 and public college costs have risen 213% between 1987 and 2017. Students are coming out of college already buried under a mountain of debt before they have a chance to start their careers. Pro-argument number two, the US economy and society has benefited from tuition-free college in the past. Nearly half of all college students in 1947 were military veterans, thanks to President Roosevelt, who signed the GI Bill in 1944 to ensure that military servicemen, veterans, and their dependents could attend college tuition free. The GI Bill allowed 2.2 million veterans to earn a college education and another 5.6 million to receive vocational training, all of which helped expand the middle class. An estimated 40% of those veterans would not have been able to attend college otherwise. GI Bill recipients generated an extra $35.6 billion over 35 years and an extra $12.8 billion in tax revenue, resulting in a return of $6.90 for every dollar spent. Pro-argument number three. Everyone deserves the opportunity to get a college education. Jamie Marisotis, president and CEO of the Lumina Foundation, stated a dramatic increase in the number of Americans with college credentials is absolutely essential for our economic, social and cultural development as a country. The rapid rise of tuition has limited access to higher education, which is essential in today's workforce. Three-quarters of the fastest-growing occupations now call for education beyond high school, according to the U.S. Department of Education. College graduates earn $570,000 more than a high school graduate over a lifetime, on average, and they have lower unemployment rates. Students from low- and moderate-income families are unable to afford as many as 95% of American colleges. Those were the arguments for free college tuition, and now some arguments against free college tuition. argument number one. Tuition-free college is not free college and students will still have large debts. Tuition is only one expense college students have to pay and accounts for 39.5% of total average college costs. On average, in-state tuition at a public college costs $10,230 for each year. Fees, room and board, for on-campus housing are another $11,140. Books and supplies are another $1,240. Transportation adds $1,160, and other expenses cost $2,120. Without tuition, college still costs an average of $15,660 per year. Con argument number two, taxpayers would spend billions to subsidize tuition while other colleges' costs remain high. The estimated cost of Bernie Sanders' free college program is $47 billion per year and has states paying 33% of that cost, or $15.5 billion. According to David H. Feldman, Ph.D., and Robert B. Archibald, Ph.D., both professors of economics at William & Mary College, this will require tax increases or it will force states to move existing resources into higher education and away from other state priorities like health care prisons, roads, and K-12 education. And con argument number three. Tuition-free college would decrease completion rates, leaving students without the benefits of a full college education and degree. Jack Chambliss, economics professor at Valencia College, said that with a free college program, potentially millions of young people who have no business attending college would waste their time and taxpayer dollars seeking degrees they will not obtain. Free tuition would dupe young people into a sense of belonging only to find that their work ethic, intelligence, and aptitude are not up to the rigors of advanced education. (laughs) Regarding that last argument, (laughs) wow. But uh, what do I think? Should college be free? Honestly, Honestly, I think that's the wrong question. I think the debate should be not if college should be free or for profit, but rather, do we really need college to succeed? For so long, we have repeated the mantra that all students must go to college. And without it, their chances at financial success decreases exponentially. I don't think that's true. From what I have seen, many people are being educated for work that will soon be done by robots and automation. So they will eventually graduate with huge student loan debt and be unable to find a job in their field. I think it is high time, past time, that we as a society should promote trade education and apprenticeships. And I'm happy to say I am not the only one who thinks that way. Listen to this clip from Andrew Yang as he discussed this issue of education with podcaster Joe Rogan. So our
2: education system um, has a lot to be desired. And one of the things I'm saying is like, uh, is it's making all these kids think that college is the end all be all, and it is not. Yeah. Uh, and so that's one issue is that uh, we need to try and prepare kids for different kinds of paths instead of saying college, college, college. Yeah. Because they're going to college, they're getting loaded up with record levels of debt. College has gotten two and a half times more expensive, even though it has not gotten two and a half times better. You said before, Bernie's like free college for everyone. The problem with that solution is it pretends that college solves the employment problems of young people. And anyone who's coming out of college knows that that's not real. The underemployment rate for recent college graduates today is 44%. So you have like a 50-50 shot if you come out of college, you're doing a job that doesn't really require a degree. And 94% of new jobs created right now are gig, temporary, or contractor jobs that don't have real paths forward or healthcare benefits or the rest of it. Yeah, if you look at it, about 32% of Americans graduate from college right now, and that level has been more or less constant for a long time. It's not like, hey, I've got another 20% I could get into college. Mm-hmm. Like right now, the college completion rate in six years is about 59%. So, like, four out of 10 people who start college are not graduating in six years, and a lot of them are just not going to finish ever. So, like, the, the people that have other paths available to them, we have to build those paths up. And this is one reason why I'm so into the freedom dividend instead of something like free college, because why would you subsidize something that only the top third of the population is going to use, you know, and and it's a highly inefficient, costly system anyway, like plowing money into that. You're much better off putting a thousand bucks a month into every 18 year old's hands than if they go to college. Great. College is partially paid for. They go to trade school. Great. Trade school is partially paid for. They start their own business. They do something creative, like they want to do something to help. That's great too. Like you can actually start building more varied paths and make it so that people don't feel like I need to get into this institution or else my life's
0: going to be over. Well said, gentlemen. Well said. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track.